0: Greetings, this is Carl, and you're listening to Behavior Up Radio. Reframing. I'm fascinated by this idea that two, two people can be looking at the exact same situation in completely different ways. They, they can, we can be looking, I can be standing right next to someone, and we can see something going on, and we can frame it completely different ways. We're looking at it through through, through different lenses, And we've talked about that before, right? We've we've talked about the idea that you could read, you could watch a movie with your spouse or a friend. And then afterwards, somebody comes up to you and says, how was the movie? And you hear the friend, you were in the same movie. You hear the friend describe the movie and you're like, what, that's a completely different movie than I was at. Um, So we've talked about that. People can view things through different lenses. But what if, what about, Purposely doing that, like learning to reframe situations. So I was thinking about times when I've been in something that might feel like a crisis and I've noticed somebody else in the situation with me. I'm thinking particularly around maybe climbing a mountain and it feels like a storm's rolling in or something and it feels like a crisis to, to me. And I notice somebody else is viewing it with a sense of opportunity. Right. What about pain? And the easiest example of pain in this in this perspective is um, going to the gym, right? What if we learn and I've got friends and in my good days, I'm able to do this where that kind of pain is like you pay money for it, right? Like you seek it out so we can reframe pain into growth. And that doesn't, I'm not meaning in a sort of Pollyanna kind of la-la land way. I'm literally just thinking like, oh, I'm feeling pain. Instead of letting it be like pain, 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 it feels like, oh, I'm feeling pain. That means there must be growth, at least that specific subset of pain I'm talking about here. What about uncertainty, reframing uncertainty from uncertainty to adventure? And that's one of my favorite ones because we avoid uncertainty. We dislike it. It's terrible. In many contexts, and we've all had a chance to do this, this last, you know, whatever, year plus, there's been a lot of uncertainty. And um, in in many parts of our lives, we we strongly dislike uncertainty. But in other parts of our lives, we actually seek it out. You don't go to a movie because you know exactly how it's going to end. You don't pick up a novel because you know the p- entire plot. You don't go to a comedy show because you know the punchline. You don't go to a- on a you know an outdoor adventure because you know exactly how the next three days of your lives are gonna play out. You go specifically because you don't know. You go because of the uncertainty. So we have other words for uncertainty. We could use a word like surprise, right? We could use a word like adventure. So that's another another sort of framing that we could do purposefully, which is reframing uncertainty to adventure. And this leads me to a couple more words I just want to run through in thinking about um, about doing public work and creative public work. Sometimes we use words like tension anxiety, stress, boredom, you know, we can even sometimes we have a tendency to think that those are necessary requirements for creative act. Like I've got to be bored and then creative creativity comes. I've got to there's got to be stress and then I'm most creative when I'm stressed or or you know, anxiety or tension. And all of those words can be reframed and we can think of creative tension like and and There's so much power in this idea of reframing things because the framing, the framing itself can provide the outcome. The framing determines the outcome. So particularly around uncertainty and the question, well, I want to focus in on uncertainty, right? Uncertainty equaling adventure. Because we're all swimming in the waters of uncertainty right now. And there doesn't seem to be a specific end date. I was in a conversation earlier today with somebody who, who pointed out that they can handle uncertainty really well as long as they know when it will end, <laughs> right? Like you go to the gym and the, your, your trainer yells at you, but you know you only have to do two 10 sets, right? Okay, great. I can make it to 10. But what if you don't know whether you end at 10 and you or you end at 100? You don't know. And that's what the current sort of, you know, environment feels like. And there's layers of the uncertainty. There's political uncertainty, and there's financial uncertainty, and there's health uncertainty, and, and there's layers to it. So the only way to reframe it, in order to reframe it, we need to notice it. And I think that's, that's, that's sort of the key insight for me, is that if I can notice it, and to me, the best way to notice that I'm feeling uncertainty or tension or stress or boredom or anxiety, the best, the signal to me is physical. Like, I, I, I need to, I, I mean, I know, and you can't see me right now, but I'm like, when I think about how I feel and I'm uncertain, I'm hunched over, my shoulders are shrugged, I'm like, like closed almost in, I'm sitting in a chair, but almost in fetal position, right? Like just that sort of sense. And the moment I notice that feeling, I feel my shoulders go back, I sit up straight, there's this big sense of like, right? Opening up. And it only happens. When I notice it, because sometimes I can sit in that tense, crunched, protective posture for like days. And that's where I think the problem comes, at least for me, is when it's unnoticed tension or anxiety. But the moment I notice that feeling, how it feels to be uncertain, I have the possibility. It gives me the possibility of going, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And then, right in that little moment, that provides this little space to reframe it. To reframe it. So I can notice how I'm feeling. I can reframe it. I can think about it as, oh, yeah, I'm in the middle of uncertainty. Something cool is about to happen. There's going to be a lesson here. It's an adventure. Wow, there might be a surprise. Now, I know... When it's time, day after day after day after day, layer upon layer of uncertainty, it gets really, really hard to do it. And sometimes we can give ourselves a break and just go, you know what? I'm just going to feel uncertain for a little bit. I'm going to stay in this fetal position. Fine, right? But to me, there's so much power in noticing what it feels like, naming it, and then I can change it. I can, I can reframe it. So notice what it feels like, Name it, call it out, and reframe it. Notice what it feels like, call it out, and reframe it. So much power in that for me. And I, and I think for those of you who give advice for a living, there's so much power in gently guiding clients or the people you coach to that same process. Like, are there other times when you've felt this way? How do you feel? That's one of my favorite questions. How does it feel? No, physically, how does it feel? A question that my son used to ask was, um, or that we used to ask my son was, if it was a color, what color would it be? Right? I mean, amazing. So just how does it feel? Where does it feel? Describe that feeling to me. Okay. Are there other times you felt that way? What are the other times? What did you do? So interesting to me to just sort of get a sense of the truth of, if I can just notice how it feels, then I can call it out and then I can reframe it. Thanks, my friends. I hope that's helpful. And that wraps up another episode of Behavior Gap Radio.